Hello. Hello. Industry. Industry. Twenty-four years of output. He crosses genres, ladies and gentlemen, from meatballs to hip hopping on Gaetan Boucher. This guy oozes creativity and really brings together his community. Today on Industry Tactics, I'm Friendly Rich, your host, and I'm talking with Corey McCallum from Orangeville, Ontario, a beautiful human, a prolific artist, a dear friend. He's got the DIY chip in his bones. Corey ran his own record store, has performed in several successful Canadian acts from punk band Five Knuckle Chuckle to the indie rock country band The Haymakers. Uh, Corey currently plays in the band, the super heavy band, I might add, Old. Uh, his solo act, he's just releasing a, a new record now called Pant City. That's how he records under the name Pant City. Uh, also in, in, in a, in a, in a hip hop duet called the Miami Boys. Um, he's never really going to be bored in this lifetime. Sit back and prepare to be dazzled. This is my talk with Orangeville's Mayor of Creativity, this is Corey McCallum. Industry Tactics, my good, my dar friend, Corey McKetrick, otherwise known as McCallum. How long have we known each other? A long uh, time, I think. A long time. It's about 14 years now, I think. Whoa. Yeah. Don't even kid around. No, no. It's... Wow. Yeah, we'll get to that, but I think 14 years. From uh, Orangeville herself? Absolutely. How did we get to know each other? I, it's all a blur to me. If I even try to think about it, I wouldn't know. But. Okay, so I didn't know you at all, and my I was at Greg Dawson's studio in Brampton mastering a record that I'd worked on by a band called The Haymakers, which was like an eight-piece folk kind of pop psych thing, and, mm-hmm. and Greg said, wow, you guys have a lot of members. You should do shows with Friendly Rich because he has big bands at that point you had the sort of I think you were in the we need a new F word sort of lineup with like harp and big things Yeah. and so he gave me your email that day and I contacted you and I think pretty much unheard you just told us to come and play a show with you guys at (laughs) the Heritage Theater Uh that that makes me happy Yeah. to think that like it's almost like choose your own adventure, but is it? Like so there's certain things that happen there with like a cold call email 
that could burst into this 14-year friendship right. if you let it if you just say yes unlistened i think yeah. in a lot of ways like, yeah. I, like it was like I, I i think i did definitely picked up on the spirit of what you guys were doing and any friend of gerg's of course right that's that's, that's been a good test. that's been a good yeah that's been a good like sort of mo to live by is like yeah. if it's cool with gerg it's probably gonna be okay yeah in some big way shape or form to gerg. big <laughs> shout outs to gerg the the shaman who i was up late pontificating with just last night Yes, he's sometimes in town now. Yeah. He's a Kingston man. And you guys play in the band Old? We play together in Old, currently. Yeah. yeah. But you go way back with him then, eh? Like to uh, the mastering of Haymakers. Wow. Absolutely. Like I, and again, like I didn't grow up in Brampton. I didn't know Gerg at all. Gerg is Greg Dawson, by the way, if anybody doesn't know. Um, he's a producer and musician and all-around fantastic guy but he has a studio and he had a studio at the time in Brampton yeah Yeah. and I was living with one Theo Kevin Theodoropoulos in Orangeville Mm -hmm. and working on band stuff and he Mm -hmm. said well if you're looking for studio stuff or mastering stuff you should contact this guy Gerg who he was playing with in Grift and Wiggas and all this stuff so we didn't really have a, a good studio contact so we went to uh, we we gave Gerg a call and he had us in. He mastered the Haymakers record, and I've been working with him on and off on various things ever since. We did a project called mm-hmm. the Kremlin mm-hmm. seven years ago, which was with you, Friendly Rich, and myself and Greg and uh, who else played on that? Um, oh my god! The drummer was I think Jeff Mills. Is his name Jeff Mills? Something Mills? Dan Mills. Dan, Dan Mills, Mills well from well Wheels done. on the Bus. Well done. Well and, done. Uh, yeah, that was a cool record that came together. A very cool record that I came together in a that. weird way. Yeah. Lots yeah. of weird topics on there. My first, like, on CD Kim Mitchell dig. Right. Which was fun. Yeah, we should talk about Kim Mitchell in a moment. This we is should. A, this is our world. We can do that. You know what I really noticed, actually, about collaborating with you at that time on that project, The Kremlin, uh, was that you... And we're gonna. I want to n- narrow in on this. You have an ability to you. You kind of just the the creativity seems to be a a, a non an ever flowing stream with you. Like you ooze the. You have a lot of a lot of words, a lot of ideas, a lot of. Like how do you kind of channel all that and make sense of it? And I imagine it's got to be a very interesting energy to tame. It's it's not even about t- it's. It's not about taming it as much as it's about just getting it down sometimes yep. fast. And then if it needs editing, go back and edit. I don't edit very much. And that's not maybe a good thing or a bad. I don't. Do I get a lot done. Yeah. But I don't edit very much. Okay. Okay. And, uh, you know, maybe experts on writing or music will go. They could pour over my things and point out things that I could have done differently. But I would be slowed down by the process have you always been that way like even when you were a kid like just flowing the ideas with the creativity like yeah like i remember in like high school when they have you do your remember how we would write our essays and you'd always have to hand in your first draft i don't think anything ever changed from my first draft to the end like i like getting stuff down that's my thought Mm. i don't I, Mm. i choose my words wisely when i'm doing it so that i don't have to pour over it again and and change them later so I don't know. I, I just find that... That's cool, though. Yeah. I, I, you know, like, and, and good on you to acknowledge that, understand it. And that, that is kind of what I was getting at with knowing how your, how your artistic 
voice is and or how you work and just getting it out and getting it done because that makes you happy and that makes right. you feel like you're moving right. right for me like it's i always i always want there to be quality but yep i'm a big quantity guy like i like quantity i like when you see an artist or something that just has so much stuff mm-hmm. that you can tell that it's like compulsion for them to actually be working on stuff all the time and and always be writing or always be drawing and always be working on something. And, and some of it can end up being garbage mm-hmm. or at least not as good as the great stuff. Mm-hmm. And sure. but, but they can't s- slow down. They, but like, it, it, they just can't. They got to be doing something all the time. And, and my writing and like yeah. music or words or whatever I'm working on, like that's my sort of escape. Like I squirrel myself away for about an hour or two. Mm-hmm. Every day, whether it's like 10 minutes here, five minutes there, two hours, whatever. Yeah. Yep. That's my escape from being everything that I am for the rest of the day, which are things that I love as well. But they're yep. not things where I get to rhyme and be goofy and make up stories. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's just it's what keeps me pretty sane. And when when yeah, I meet I meet people in, in, in an office type environment a lot and they often when they hear the bands that I work with or mm-hmm. see the videos and stuff like that, that we've worked on, they think it's completely, they're they're just like, they don't even know how to take it because they don't mm-hmm. have any foot in that pool at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, it's just, it's, it's make-believe, right? I mean, it's fun. Like we're playing Rockstar, we're playing Movie mm-hmm. Maker, we're playing mm-hmm. Children's Entertainer, <laughs> all this stuff. Like, I mean, because what yeah. else would I be doing in my spare time? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, as exciting or fun or funny, and I've never heard it put that way that we're playing these kind of roles because we so admire the professionals. them, right? But no, Mick Jagger on. is playing Mick Jagger every night he's on stage. It's you, you watch yeah. a band like that; it's actually you can see them. It's the spectacle. It's the theater of it. Yeah, all, right. Yeah, he has know. his moves. Yeah. He does yeah. them for like he does them because people love them. Right. Elvis right. Presley, James Brown, like right. these are bits. Yeah. They're they're playing a role. They're playing those things, and I mean, we get to. I like I like having my my toes in a whole bunch of different things, so that I can always constantly be changing and like putting on different hats. And so you're you're very kind of like you have this canon of, of work, right? Or how how many years have you been creatively p- playing these roles in the many disciplines that you like, you seem fearless on all discipline in all disciplines? How many yeah, years? Like playing out basically, like putting yeah. or putting out. Putting anything, I would out, say like yeah. from seventeen. And I'm 41, so wow. 24 years. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. 24 years. Who Who were some of those artists when you were coming up that made you feel that that kind of inspired you to want to be that way? Did Did that uh, for were there role models? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. For like, for for industry musicians, it was like I remember find like I was always into music, but I remember finding the Dead Milkmen oh, yeah? when I was about 11 or 12, and. First impressions was it sounded like they could barely play. Mm-hmm. And they were making jokes about things that I joked about. And I was like, wow, I could probably do this. And then hmm. years later, like actually studying, it's not like they can really play, but there's a they they can actually play. Mm-hmm. But that first impression, and then the, the other band that really got me into stuff like that was They Might Be Giants. Okay. Which is odd because those guys can really play mm-hmm. and really write and they're mm-hmm. really smart. But somehow there was something about them that made me think, mm-hmm. I can do this. Mm-hmm. They're joking about weirdness. And they're making records for like 2% of 
of the audience, not trying to be Aerosmith or Brian Adams or something like that. So, and then for writing, it was like Shel Silverstein, Gordon Corman, Canadian great Gordon Corman. Right on, Gordon yeah, Corman. Absolutely. Yeah. Shout out to Gordon Corman. Live at Nick and Ninny. Bugs Potter. Whoa, yeah, dang. Absolutely. Okay, you're in. You're immersed. Yeah, I love my Gordon Corman. I can't wait for my daughter. We've already read wow. a couple Gordon Corman books yeah? together. Wow, yeah, beautiful. Um, yeah. And is she taking the book? She, she loved I Want to Go Home, which is where Rudy Miller goes to camp and sabotages. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that one. But yeah. I'm still waiting for I'm waiting for her. She's only eight, so I'm waiting for her to be a couple years older to do Bruno and Boots. Now, those are the ones oh. I really want to do. This can't be happening at McDonald Hall, Beware the Fish, and Go Sick. Jump in the Pool. The Whoa. original trilogy. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, you are. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And so I want to think of, I want to ask you about, so they might be giants. Is that what kind of, because I guess we've known each other for you apparently for 14 years yeah. but you've been doing this for 24, 24 years. so yeah. the, the you know you came to so me flood. i think with like a, an amazing opera that we showcased at the brampton right so of course i'm going to say yes because in the pitch there were like giant meatballs right like yeah. yes yes well, first first the what we worked on first together well we didn't work on it together but like i did that first haymaker show with all my friends and then after that, I pitched to you I Heart Robot. That's first. right. That was at the Heritage Giant Theater. Robots. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was unreal. And then the Giant Meatballs were part of the Brampton Indie Arts Festival for Faceless Lasers. Right. We, two years in a row, we did This Is Your Brain on Drums and Set Your Brain on Stunned were the name of the two of them. And the one year had the Giant Balloon FL with the flashing screen that we hired like a little kid who had a crazy computer to flash imagery over top of us. And then the next year was all about the costumes, which was the giant spoon and fork, the meatball, the 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 ice cream truck and how many people <laughs> even in in the Shahrazad like some some of these bigger projects that we've collaborated on how many people are you pulling together at once to make these things happen yeah, like you're sh- calling everyone you know right yeah everybody i know who will <laughs> will put in like don't let me eat all this sausage by the no, way no no um there's there's a like a crew that i generally lean on but uh-huh. it's you know it's it can get upwards of Scheherazade had to be about 16 or 17 wow. people. Wow. So, yeah, that was pretty pretty fun times. You guys talked about that on the Nickel episode. Yeah, listen back. We, we're not going to... Um, rehash. We're not going to rehash. But yeah. um, you, you, I will say... Uh, I will say this. You, you, um, you have an ability to... You're a mobilizer. Like, you've always lived in Orangeville? Uh, I moved away for like very brief mm-hmm. times once to go on a student exchange, and then I did a year and a half in Ottawa mm-hmm. at Carleton mm-hmm. for journalism. I was a Christmas graduate my second year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good sign. Mm-hmm. I did. And like, you, and then you came back to run a record store. Is that how that went? I came back to not be in school. Okay. And got school a job. just didn't it didn't you it yeah it, I didn't. it wasn't what you wanted it to be or what no like I remember applying for journalism school and everybody told me you know go to one or two places go to Ryerson or go to Carlton okay and for me Carlton was more of an adventure I'd get to go to Ottawa as opposed yeah. to just Toronto where I'd sort of spent my teen years anyways and so I moved up to Ottawa and when I was vetting the program extreme vetting. I did extreme vetting. Industry tactics. Absolutely. Always extreme vetting. Know what you're everything. getting into. Extremely vet right. everything. Yeah. So you taught, they usually hook you up with an alumnus and talking on the phone to that alumnus. I said, now I'm not interested in writing for newspapers at all. 
I don't like newspaper journalism. I find it's just too cut and dry. You're forced to write to the political leaning of that newspaper or whatever. Sure. And they said, oh, absolutely don't worry. This course is not just about newspaper journalism. You do just as much magazine-type journalism. You do long pieces. Well, that proved to be drastically untrue. Okay. okay. And by the middle of my second year, I was so tired of having a fight with every single teacher about mm -hmm. what I was handing in. They, the, mm -hmm. I had a teacher tell me that I didn't understand what was news and what wasn't. Mm -hmm. I had teachers tell me, that, uh, one teacher asked me, who who are your favorite journalists? And oh, when, okay. I when I named them, that teacher told me that they would all flunk her course. Who are they? Well, like Hunter S. Thompson. And, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, like PJ O'Rourke from wow. the rights and Whoa. stuff like that. Whoa. And those people would fail her course. Of course, this person who's not a journalist teaching journalism in Ottawa yeah so yeah I just funny at that, how that point, goes. I, I cut bait I said I'd probably be better off to if I'm going to write the style I'm writing I'd be better off to just do it myself and send it to people as opposed to spend two and a half more years getting a yeah. degree and stuff I didn't like because there wasn't a magazine course until the fourth year you would have had so, to stick it out until the fourth year to get to, where to get you, one yeah, class yeah, that yeah, I wanted yeah, yeah, yeah and so I came home I got a job at the beer store mm -hmm. at that point mm -hmm. and was Work, in Orangeville? Yeah. Was working with my friend Scott, who was the drummer in my Five Knuckle Chuckle, the punk band that I came up in. Wow. He, he basically got me that job, and he said, have you ever thought about actually having a record store? Because the two of us had been into music for so long, and I said, abstractly, it, it, I think it'd be a great idea. So we started looking into it, and we, yeah, we opened mm -hmm. a, a record store in Orangeville that lasted for six years, and we did quite well until big box store kind of moved to town and yeah stole half of our audience which is reality but whatever got yeah. out while the getting was good yeah still were able to walk away with some money and not leave in massive debt and wow yeah were those but good years were those good years like forming a lot of relationships i bet absolutely with, like yeah, i mean yeah. i'm i'm not built for retail i don't like retail it's, okay. it's very false and very weird, but I liked retail in my own store selling, right. selling music. Right. That's, that was really cool. Different. And to this day, I still see people walking around in Orangeville, and I don't know their names, but I'm like, that guy is Rancid wow. and Dropkick Murphys. Oh, and that shit. guy there is Shellac and Drive-By J. Like, I still remember wow. what they came in and bought. Wow. Wow. But I, and it was always, dude, hey, dude, how's it going? Like, yeah. I don't remember your name, oh. but I remember the last time you were here, you bought... You know, you bought shellac. So this time I'm going to try to sell you at the drive-in. Something right. like that. Like I remember that, uh -huh. that was my gift in that. And I loved that. Just talking to people, playing them new stuff, reading all the stuff. on the. I got, I mean, got paid little, but I got paid to sit around 10 hours a day in a record store listening to music, researching music, looking online, connecting all the dots. It was mm. a heady time. Mm. And you kind of, you do come from... Trying to think of like what background of a musical background you come from. Would you say it's hardcore or what? Like like Five Knuckle well, Chuckle. Was yeah, definitely... like we were like I was punk rock first. Punk rock, okay. But I mean that I came to punk rock like at sixteen or seventeen years old and was almost like I bet you I was only into punk rock for eight months before I was in a punk rock band. Wow. Just because of circumstances, not like I was so driven to be in a punk rock band, but like started listening to it, started hanging out with a couple guys. They were starting to put together a band, and I was there so i was like well I'll, I'll sing you guys all play instruments i'll sing and it was just like fait accompli like there we have mm -hmm. a band now like 
Is that that's five knuckle trouble? Oh, well, it was originally called Noah Fence. Okay. Like Noah like the Ark. Fence. Fence like a fence. Noah Fence. Nice name. So two Good band name. Released two tapes as that as No Offense, and then switched to Five Knuckle Chuckle because of constant No Effects comparisons. Oh shit! Okay, yeah. wow. Cool. Which 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 sort of sure was behind our name in the first place? Right, 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 so right, 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 right. Not not an insult, but any stretch. But can we can we play uh, a track from Five Knuckle Chuckle? Would, would you like that? Would sure. you enjoy that? Absolutely. Cue uh, one up. Tee one up for us. What, what do you want to listen to here? Uh, Early Corey McKettrick just figuring out his voice. Oh, if you if you want, okay. I would rather play like an actual no offense song. Then. Oh, let's because that's way me back actually then. really trying to figure out my voice, like not Go. knowing how to sing. the The funny story about our the first no offense tape, we booked a studio. I can't even remember the name of the studio. It was somewhere in the Brampton, Bramley area, and we booked four hours mm-hmm. time, and we recorded nine songs, and walked away with our our album done in four hours and we pressed them the tape we made our own covers and we sold them at the high school like you can't, most people don't spend four hours even setting up the mics anymore like i mean we yeah. were just we had two hundred dollars or whatever and it was 50 bucks an hour so we were like jam 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 get everything ready go in it was almost as live off the floor as you could do it Whoa. and then vocals after like you know vocals in the second takes and so but i didn't know how to sing at all so we'll play one of those songs. We'll play like from our second table. We'll play a song called "The Spider," which is, I think, still the fastest I've ever sung. It oh. is a total mouthful, and it's about the live-action Spider-Man series, starring Nicholas Hammond from *The Sound of Music*. Because my friends and I used to get together and and imbibe and watch live-action Spider-Man and kill ourselves laughing. So this song, "The Spider," is off the second No Offense tape. And it's it's a hoot. Oh man. Yeah, I'm 
damn that was fast absolutely holy you you got no problem with that eh? like what you really are you've, you've had that that's a, just a gift you just been able to in all the stuff the hip hop you do I'm always amazed like oh my god listen how fast he's going hip hop is hip hop is an absolute blast to do I think everybody should take a stab at hip hop at least writing it because it's one of the most enjoyable medium musical mediums to write in as like a as a lyricist it the the, the rhyme schemes you're allowed to access oh, as a hip hop the internal rhyme schemes the putting like 18 rhymes in three lines i think the you're word, the only the guy play all that stuff it's super fun to write oh yeah you're the only guy who would throw gaetan boucher into a, a hip-hop lyric absolutely like, yeah. you really got a knack for, i love your lyrics we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play a, a, a beast Chief, chiefs sweet tune later um Wow. Okay. So, so you did that, and then you, did you tour? You toured quite a bit with with Five Knuckle Trouble, no, right? No, I, I only did one tour proper. Okay. We, we toured. We did like a ton of Weekend Warrior stuff, and yeah. we did a ton of like Southern Ontario, yeah, bit of bit of Quebec and stuff like that. But we only did one proper tour, like down into the states and across Canada. Wow. And they did one more tour without me later on that I sort of quit during the preparation of. The band was sort of not on firm footing. It was a winter tour. We had a band that was breaking down yep. before the tour. Yep. And with about maybe three or four weeks before it, I said, I'm not going. Was there a label There was no support? guaranteed show. No. Okay. There was no label support. There's no guaranteed on the, no guarantees in the shows. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. this band's going to break down. We don't know if five people are going to show up. This is just the disaster waiting to happen. Industry so. tactics. What are, what are some of the things you learned from that band? <laughs> it sounds like quite a few. Um. Yeah. I learned. I mean, enjoy it while it's going good. Yeah, because it could end mm-hmm. whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, practice a ton, mm-hmm. but like, don't worry about being perfect. Like energy and like being real and all that stuff is just as important as being technically perfect. So yeah, that's good. There's a lot, a lot of great stuff to learn about music from punk rock and being just punk DIY photocopying covers i still yeah i still hand create so much of my own stuff and self-release just on that same level because the control of it is is fantastic and it's yeah yeah it's just it's what i grew up with photocopied flyers putting them on windows as opposed to just facebook invites yeah stuff like that like yeah you've got the diy in your in your bones so then what then you you quit so I quit that band. There was some... We went back a couple times and did a couple stints where for six months or seven months we'd play out a bit, get together. But then, yeah, the punk thing sort of... While even we were doing the store, the the, the band slowed down and stopped. And at that point, I'd been playing punk for about seven years and I'd, yep. I'd always listened to other stuff. I'd always listened to flaming lips or wilco or anything like that and i wanted to do an indie rock band so i got together with some one guy i knew in high school and his friend that that he'd met since high school and Mm -hmm. we started Mm -hmm. we called it country mondays and we just got together that that's Stuart gunn we got Mm -hmm. together at his house and devin hench from devin and the dark light and we got together and we just started writing these kind of indie rock country songs Mm -hmm. because Stuart had just bought a piano and he was just learning to play so he was learning to play by writing with us. Good and, way to do it. Yeah, Devin had always De- Devin had never stopped playing since high school. He'd always like self-recorded and put out different projects. And then yeah. 
Our friend Corey Bruyer jumped jumped in as a drummer, and it that built to eight people, and that was what became the Haymakers. Wow! Which was when you come into the story at that point. So, jeez, jeez. Yeah. So, so eight, from... eight pick, there was a lot of learning in that band as well, learning yeah. to write yeah. for bigger things and not realizing that like everybody shouldn't always be playing all the time, like learning a lot about dynamics. Mm-hmm. Half the band be quiet for the verses, then come in on the court instead of and trying to wrangle. Like yeah. you, you have a lot of wrangling experience with bands mm-hmm. and wrangling a an eight piece or nine piece band is a lot of work were you the main wrangler of the haymakers would you say Uh, there was there was like a group of three or four that sort of back and forth depending on what we were working on Stu was Stu recorded pretty much everything okay so right in his house so wow wow yeah how many records did you guys put out the haymakers we did two like a a long ep a full length and then a a a normal ep so like three things let's queue up and tee up your favorite haymaker track right now all right. Uh, I would say we will play the song <laughs> "The Tyranny of the Word Distance Is Over." That's a beautiful title for a tune. Here it comes now. Anything you can tell us about the tune when we get back? Uh, Start, just think about okay, that. Here okay. it comes now. Listen to it. Relish. The tyranny of what? The word distance is over. The tyranny of which word? Distance. So the title is The Tyranny of the Word Distance is Over. Shouldn't it be The Tyranny of the Words Distance? No. It's is based, over? it's 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 a play on a Mr. Show joke <sighs> where they go on a honeymoon and he brings along his best friend on the honeymoon. Yeah. And then they argue about what the word honeymoon even means and Whoa. the last line in the skit is The Tyranny of the Word Honeymoon is Over. So this song was about distance, and I didn't have anything else better to name it. We weren't, I've never been great at naming songs. Yes, you have. One of my most heartfelt songs ever, the title of it is Dad, Get Off Me, You're Soiling My Monotard. And it has nothing to do with what the song's about, but that's what we called it because it really made us laugh. So. The most heartfelt. One of, yeah. 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 Alright, here comes now though. The tyranny of the word distance is over. Thank you.
about that tune uh it's just your standard three three to four chord rock song i wanted to sort of write something epic as you mm-hmm. like I, I think the uh the first sort of semi big arcade fire record it came out and there was a lot of big like shout along mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. not hey ho in the kind of lumineers sort of way but like 
nice. big sing-along parts and I wanted a big sing-along part. So that whole song sort of came into being just because I wanted that kind of part in a song. Cool. So Cool that that's where the inspiration comes from to like, hey, I start this. Yeah, I yeah. just need this end piece, oh. but I need a whole song to get to that end piece. <laughs> oh, wow. So Work your way back. Yeah. yeah. There's no rules for writing songs. No. Too many people are worried about that. And, and yeah, you're you're uh, you're you're bending. I like how you say that everyone should try their their uh, their 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 hat at. Is it hat or hack? At, Hand. Their hack at. Um, try their hand or take a hack. Take a hack at like a uh, at hip hop. Yeah. What what made you want to go there? Like okay, so like with with the haymakers, it was a, it was a, it was a large family there, right? Yeah. And I feel that you're like. Uh, there's a lot of beautiful. That's how when I think of Orangeville, it's a very different thing than I think probably most people. But that's I think of this weird haymakers kind of. And then you guys started the Harmony Rainbow Group. It was almost a collective of right. weirdos, right? And I really that's where I felt like absolutely. Whoa, I feel like almost a little bit of family here. Like, and I don't get that a lot. Yeah, like you know, there I, is a there's an amazing. There's still there was when we started that yep. whole thing, and there still is an amazing group of people all around Orangeville making incommensurate to the size of the town an inordinate amount of great music right there's like Stuart Gunn Justin McDonald Corey yep. Bruyere Devin and the Dark Light Perry Joseph Gordon Shawcross like Chris Mullen Jay Marr Eric Brooke there's so many great players playing yeah. around Orchard and that's just the ones that I consider friendly there's other guys and ladies making great yeah. music that yeah. I'm just not that into yeah but Wow. We just sort of became a hub. That was one of the great things about having the store at the same time was it was like a physical hub mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for the weirdos to show up. And that's how I that's met, important. That's how I met Jay Marr, who I've been playing with in various things ever since. Is Through the he, record store? Yeah, he came yeah. to the store and started yeah. ordering stuff. Like he didn't know me at all, but he's like, can you get this? Can you get that? And 90% of it I was really into and then cool when cool. that would come in I'm like yeah but have you heard this and then I play him something different and then yeah. he started going for drinks afterwards and then I found out he like I didn't know he was a guitar player at all so mm. well that's beautiful yeah. man that's the way to bond right yeah it's, I that's so beautiful to me right like all all of these relationships and you know you as you grow older with music making and, and your creative output it's like you i i really value these relationships so much more like like what you know when you walk me back over the 14 years it's like i i almost forget you almost forget through doing this kind of stuff how you meet people along the way and just foster Absolutely. these relationships is fascinating to well me, right? and and like i didn't i didn't spend a lot of time on it but i tried to retrace all the things even that we'd done together already yeah. and i i think i was at the end of the list and then a couple hours later I'd be driving and i'd be like oh rich idol i forgot the rich idol competition where there was the competition to see who's the best friendly rich like impersonator oh, crap. Right. like there was entire bits that we did that i'd forgotten about like or when they happened like i remembered the night we did oh my um, god the night we did the telethon where we were sort of a little bit evangelical about it yeah I went on, I left on my honeymoon that night. Jen picked me up at the Transac oh, yeah, and we yeah. drove to Quebec City. Just like little things like that. Like yeah, queso, yeah. dressing up as a giant grilled cheese sandwich and making a grilled cheese sandwich for the crowd. And that being the bit, like yeah. there's nothing more to it than, well, you're a giant sandwich and you're going to teach people how to make a sandwich. 
Yeah, it seems like that's enough, right? Yeah, yeah. that's enough of a premise for a good bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, it it is kind of weird, right? right? Like 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 we've never been like formally. What's weird about it is that we've always kind of just collaborated on these little almost they almost feel like sidebars like they're not we haven't done although the kremlin, the kremlin was was as close he, as we get to like right anything full yeah but even the yeah. way we did that was i mean the music was yeah. done for right. for us right. basically right. and then like we took over That's the fun. writing and singing of it yeah so yeah a little yeah. bit of collaboration on the 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 lyrics but not even that much like i wrote a bunch of tunes you wrote a bunch of tunes i love it i, I but i like the way we we collaborate because it almost it just always feels fresh because you're doing all these interesting projects and 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 when the time and vice versa when yeah. the time comes we just i i think we know who to call and, it, yeah. and that feels really good right like a, well, that's why it stays diverse I've sort of got this like it's it's a pretty spoken to me, but an unspoken rule that like if if Rich calls and asks for mm. something, mm. do it because it's gonna turn out to be something interesting. Like some of them, like there's been a couple headaches along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they've always been hilarious. They've always been when I look back, like when I look back, the Shahrazad for me was yeah. was a a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, it was tough. But yeah, like, when I think back to like the moment it finished yeah like when that last squeaky note yeah hit and all the balloons the were up at the yeah, ceiling yeah, and everything yeah. like that and i was like okay it's done it was i was happy it was done yeah but it yeah. was fantastic yeah like having watched it i was just like i can honestly say that i don't think i'm gonna see anything like that again mm. and i'm certainly never going to do the, the stuff that I did Does that way again. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah, like, yeah. but that's a thing. Like that's it was that thing, thing is what it, or yeah. was what it yeah. was because of some of the hackneyed ways I did them. Yeah. It added yeah. whether that's yeah. good charm, bad charm, or otherwise. It that's well, what it was. Right. When you just said that unwritten rule about if I call you, you say yes. Like I value that kind of trust, and I I, I just heard that last night from two other artists that they have a similar kind of thing going, and I went, oh damn man, like that is that's cool to me like and right. that takes a, that takes 14 years i think to yeah or you know along the way of, of little bumps like you're, you're describing but it takes a lot of years to gain that trust and know each other and, and build off of it right. right well i think i mean you make, and then there's new relationships records too. for the right reasons so yeah. you make art for the right reasons not just records but yeah. um you i think i've always like when when i say to people i'm like if rich wanted he could write a pretty straight pop record i don't know I think if, like I mean I think you have the skill to do it. <laughs> right, I don't know right, if you have right, the right. drive to do it at all. I don't right. have the drive to write yeah. like a a top forty American rock record. Yeah. Like I know the chord progressions, I know right. the kind of solo you want, I know the drum sound you want, but I don't have any interest in doing it. Hmm. It might be better for my bank book if I did, but yeah. I I watched an interview recently with Frank Zappa. He mm -hmm. said, Look, that's a that's a business decision, that's not a musical decision. Mm. I'm not it like I've long given up trying to make any money from yeah. my art so yeah. like I yeah. want to I've always said at the end of the day I want to have something released in everything that I enjoy I want to have a metal record I want to have a hip-hop record I want to have a country record I want to and I'm on, like I'm I'm a lot of the way there already mm -hmm. like I've done mm -hmm. I've dabbled in bluegrass so that I can say I've done a bluegrass thing because I Jeez. like bluegrass and so just at the end of the day like I wanted to make, I wanted to have a rock opera so like no one's gonna give you one 
So right. you gotta write it. Right. Like, Giant got, meatballs for all my friends. Yeah. Retell the Frankenstein story. Have Devin in a cardboard robot suit. Like You're never gonna be bored, eh? You're probably never bored. Not. People no, you, no, you no. often hear people say if they won the lottery they would keep working because they'd yeah. get bored. I'd be I'd be done working. I'd yeah. never work an honest day yeah. again in my life. If I yeah. won the lottery, I'd have so many side projects and so much weirdness. And you have won the lottery. On. I mean, you do. You're doing it, man. Yeah. You're doing it. Yeah, absolutely. You're doing it. I really admire it. Um, all right. Well, here's what we're gonna do. This is lovely. Thank you. Absolutely, pleasure being here. Um, we're gonna eat some sausage while we queue up. Bag of tricks. What's that? We're gonna do bag of tricks first. You want one trick from the bag of tricks first, and then we'll queue up. I want to queue up a beef treat, chiefs, and then oh, okay. get into the bag of tricks. As okay. like a, a, we're going to end with the bag of tricks. Okay. Gifts, bag of tricks, bag of tricks, okay, bag so, of gifts. So here it comes out. Let's queue up a beef chiefs tune just to give people a taste of what you've done in hip hop. Don't let me play these tracks of blown speakers. There's freaks and geeks and meeks and tweakers because they they already heard. They already it. know that one because that's know. as far as they listen on Bandcamp. Fucking. <laughs> I love when you right. check Bandcamp stats. And your first, first track. song has got <laughs> 87, 87 lessons. Track number two, three. Wow. Yeah. Interesting um, analysis. Numbers yeah. analysis there from stats. the uh, from the record label stats. Yeah, I've given up on like I still spend a lot of like I probably look too much at my stats on Bandcamp. I kind of wish. That Tell me some other them. learning that you've done. It's depress. It's depressing. How many people like. I have a lot of friends who love the stuff that I do. Yeah. But I don't have a lot of people, friends or otherwise, who buy anything that I do. I don't like. I yeah. think the newest, the newest Miami Boys, like CD slash EP. It's not a CD. It's yeah. exclusively on Bandcamp. Yeah. I think we sold six of them. And I know Stu, like Stuart Gunn, who I'm in Miami uh -huh. Boys with, did. So much ridiculous amounts of work cutting it's and unreal. chopping all that yeah, classical yeah. music and turning it into it's weird synth yeah, hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know a lot of people. They're they. I love that new Miami Boys. So good. And it's so it's. I I believe them that uh -huh. they do love it. Uh -huh. And there's a, and I'm always appreciative that they say it. But there's a small, really vindictive. Greed. And it's not greed, but just like a realistic part of me is like, yeah, but you don't. You didn't buy it. You, you, you don't love it. You love streaming it, <laughs> but you don't love buying it. Does that get it. you down? Does and that kind of stuff bug I, you? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I just, but I, I mean, I think like I'm a holdover from here's a tape. If you want the music on it, you got to buy it from yeah. me because yeah. I made it and I've got it in my locker. Like it's yeah. really hand to hand. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. now. It's it's never been a better and worse time to be an artist. Like a kid at the bottom of Antarctica mm -hmm. can have my new record, mm -hmm. which is awesome. But too many people think they don't have to pay anything for anything mm -hmm. anymore. And mm -hmm. I always leave everything as name your price. I don't care if people wanted to give me a dollar for a record because at least it's a token yeah but if you want something enough and I'm, this is something I, like I'm trying to teach my kids in this new internet age everything's very tricky yeah like I will play my kids an album on YouTube mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. teach them about this thing 
But then the other half of me is saying, oh, but if you want them to hear that, you should probably buy it too because that's what you're telling. Like, I realize I end up at certain times being a hypocrite. You're showing them how to... I'm showing them how to steal from artists. So it is a a strange time. So I've, I've, like I said, I gave up a long time ago about thinking I'll actually make money. All the money's gravy. But... uh, the, the stuff that I work on is, is for me and my friends. And if other people find it and like it, I think that's fantastic. My yeah. compulsion to make it. Yeah, yeah. I think if I finish stuff and put it in the closet, yeah, it'd be it'd be just as good a moneymaker as it is now out on the open market. So like I'm I would keep making stuff anyways. Yeah. Sometimes the sales yeah. are a bit depressing. I know guys sure. who have spent thousands of dollars pressing rec like vinyl yeah, yeah. and then they've got boxes of vinyl yeah. in their Do you closets. want to come down to the basement after i'll show you <laughs> we'll have a vinyl like, bath yeah 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 and they're great records that like was it, the i most... don't think it has any sales these days yeah for independent artists yep. sometimes have nothing to do with how good the stuff is oh 100 so 100 and that miami's boy, boy's example is, is a great one in terms of like the like the thought that went into in, and 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 effort that went into making that it is thing. a and dense yeah it's a dense twenty five minutes or whatever it is yeah. so yeah this this home has been broken into and um, <laughs> they didn't touch your they they went in they didn't t- <laughs> uh, thankfully they didn't touch any, any of the shit in my studio either but they went downstairs and they did go downstairs it was proof that they went downstairs and. And they didn't touch any of the records, and I thought that was kind of a funny comedic. <laughs> like I found the comedy in that, right? You Absolutely. fuckers could have taken like a hundred units of that uh, Italian record, <laughs> and had did, just right? as much trouble selling it as you did. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, I just won an auction on Friday <laughs> through a friend of mine who noticed it, and he was already part of the auction site. I just won forty-seven five knuckle chuckle CDs oh on mybids.ca or whatever for three dollars. So it's coming back to you. The shit it's, that you made. Tw- the shit that I made 20... in 97. Wow, God. 20 years ago wow. this year. Wow. We just bought two boxes of them for $3. And we we're the only bid. <laughs> I mean, I know we're supposed to play the track, but it is interesting to me that you, you, you say that it's depressing. Like, I think that is an interesting thing. Like, I, and Only I... in a monetary sense, though. Like, but only you, but... in like... Okay, like I, okay. It doesn't... When I'm working on a record and when I'm finishing a record and when I listen to a record, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing. I just... Of course, because you're loving the process. You're loving the collaboration. You're loving these deeply rooted relationships. Right. And of, I love having it and I love having it done and I love yeah. that I did it. I just think that... And I myself, like I can't buy as much stuff as I would like to to support all the people that I know deserve yeah. the support. Yeah. But that's. But I am trying to touch on something that I think we both probably suffer from a little bit, which is like, holy fuck! Like uh, you'd just like to see it hit a little bit of a larger audience in terms. Absolutely, of, yeah, that's yeah. All, that's all. That's all. Yeah, and you especially know. for something like Miami Boys, like I would love Stuart, like more people to hear how hard Stuart worked on that record. Because he like that, I I find what he did like. I had mentioned to him a long time ago. We had done my a couple Miami Boys tracks eight or nine years ago as a joke. Yeah. And wow. Wow. when he said, I've got some new equipment. I want to work on it and this and that. And I, he said, do you want to do Miami Boys again? And I just mentioned chopping up common stuff that like we, we didn't have to pay for any samples or right, anything. So we right. found wow. all these old okay, sites cool. that offer all this free to use concert classical stuff and chop them into these super weird hip-hop things with like all original synth parts mostly live bass 
So yeah, I'd rather like let's, as, let's seeing as it. that's the most current thing I've worked on let's, for hip hop. Let's, let's yeah, we'll do. Uh, I think we'll do a song called uh, Miami Advice. Here it comes now, the Miami Boys. <laughs> My PMs, I PM, my MP, I see them. PM, dreaming, semen, scheming. These demon G-men fleecing the sheepmen. Used to be semen, now they think that they he-men. And we need to disbelieve them. We can defend. They was laymen, but they did not stay men. They pretend to be friends, yet spend yet on sequins. And then the three seasons of paid for they weekends. Weaken their reasons, he's treason, they're speaking. They peek into bedrooms and seek out the freaking sneaking. Leaky, they think what they preach. They leash, they beseech. I'll be damned if they could teach me anything. Each night I see them tweaking, geeking on the TV, seeking folks, cutting throats. Shiny beacons clicking, staking, creaking. Nothing unique in this scare tactics. Seeking out margins, seeking for bargains. From hard on jargon, wreaking havoc. Freaking Slavic, Maverick, Slather, Grease on. Beasties feasting from ECs to BC. Race keys on AC, yet pleased by the wage freeze. It slays me amazing. The herd purpose raising the lazy day. Naval gaze, raised from the hazing. Barely phrasing, naysayers flailing. They're really there, willing. Opinions, they're nailing in. Ship keeps sailing through gales and wheels, failing to bail out the failers. Instead, nailing jailers, trailing their tailored impalers. So hail to the brainless, leading the brailers, the painless. Soon enough, nameless. The game is a frame of fame grab. Framed as a shame sham, lame scam. I got the game plan. Damn, save the brain pan. Man scans your brain waves and hands you the same slaves. Keys to your chains, but your cell remains locked. Pain remains tame, so the scene remains blocked. The blank fingers pointed, yellow double jointed, flame lingers barely. There's oxygen rarely. Hot air is necessary. Got there, now they say fair. It's fair and love and boredom barely apply. Merrily they gain to cry while they bury thy loved ones. They shove guns and gloves that still tremble. Assemble the ranks, thanks. No time for preambles. Roll the dice and roll tanks down through paradise. If they tear a slice off the bottom line, drop the bombs, Tom, Gamora, and Sodom time. Salam alaikum if you can't fucking fake them. Grab collars, shake them, nab dollars, take them. Earthquakes and ring and bring and home the bacon. Slake your thirst with your tears. The first thing you fear that the worst yet you've witnessed ain't even here. Do you believe in fear? Hook, line, and sinker. They will crook, fight, and tinker with your shook mind, your thinker. Pray on you, praying on. Faith got you laying down, got you staying down like the interest rate. Check your Facebook update, your Pinterest make it's a chintzy fake. Hate the wait every four years or more years. More cogs wrecked in four years. More wool jacked by more shears. More lore as the war nears. Think our forebears expected these snore snares, except for a few mares we slept through, but who cares? Hit the few there and beg for a few shares. Pray forgiveness and witness the sins of the blue bears. Punching miners and lunch liners. Now it's crunch timers, find ourselves punch lines. Speak up once and launch, bounce to front lines. Become headlines, beaten into bread lines. Pay the said fine, be line for warm climbs. Don't knock and wait for fate to hit the door chimes. These are sore rhymes, written for the losers. It's about time we remove these truth abusers. You the snoozers, losers, think you're choosing. Cruising in shoes, perusing links, refusing to think you're circling the sink. New to the brink, clever bruisers, feed you soothers, keep you boozers. Shooting as they pile the looting, sniff the balloon, stress about the gluten. Less now the mutants colluding to ruin the tyrants a shooing. Hey, who voted you in? Snuck in the right while the left fought for crumbs. They fuck through the night till we all live like bums. Time for cheese like me to prime the scene, to find the theme, remind the cream, the clumps behind the beams. They jumps designed to freeze. We sign the T's, dotted eyes on the X. Time 
industry tactic. Christ almighty, we might have lost the last little bit. So we just heard from... Miami Boys. Miami Boys, those fantastic. Yeah. We were touching on some really good stuff there. With we Miami just talked Boys. for 15 minutes on pause. You know, just fucking industry tactics, classic Rich right there. <laughs> That's okay. Ah, uh, piss. Sorry, so... So we're going through this bag of tricks now. Yeah. Do you remember how the, what the conversation was? No. No, I don't. So let's don't just do recap right the back. bag of tricks. Recap the bag of tricks. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to do it in VR because this is very exciting. All right, yeah. Okay, hang on, hang on. Very sorry. That was a classic rich maneuver right there. But that, I've never, never paused it. And for the record, I had Corey to had to take a piss. Okay. So that I'm to be blamed. Yeah, what I'm doing there is passing what we in the industry <laughs> like to call passing the blame. I'm going to put you kids in VR land. In among the bocconcini and the sausage and the coffee and some of the cookie work. Colorful cookies. And this is Corey McKettrick. Hi, folks. Everybody say hello, Corey McKettrick. For the tail end of our Industry Tactics podcast, we're going through his bag of tricks. Yeah, this is a bag that I thought it'd be nice to give Rich some stuff. Give back to Rich for giving to all of us for this so is long. For, I'm, I'm keeping this stuff? This is These are gifts. Wow, this this, is I just didn't bring a bag of but interesting you, things. No, these are gifts. back with you. That would have been way better. These are absolute gifts. All right, this is, very honored. So this is bonus tracks, mit bonus tracks, which is Plier Pants' latest comic book, all based on musical theory and musical rule. I don't know what you musical people call those things. Like I guess it would be like forms. Like you've got Pasacalia here. Then you get into canon, which is you know like a like a like a layering of different voices and so on. Carols. What's this one? Dodecaphony. Anyway, very interesting. And you and you did this with my best friend Matthew Daly. Matt Daly. Yeah, I've been making comics with Matt for a couple of years. Shout like, out uh, to Plier Pants. Yeah, Plier Pants, shiny pliers. We've got a uh, a a penguin postcard for the Circus of Doctor Lau, which is just from a big box of weird great art all the greatest penguin science fiction covers done as postcards sick yeah and i know you like circuses thank you i love the circus thank you uh, thank you Corey. it's very kind and stb records what does that stand STB for records. records what does it stand uh, for stb is strength through brotherhood yes so this is a label out of New Jersey that okay. just our next old record is coming out on STB Records. OLDE is the O-L-D-E. name of the band yeah. that you formed with Greg Dawson. Right, because he wanted to put together a really heavy band made up of friends. That's how he put the band together. He wanted to hang with his friends and make music. Good way to start a band, right? That's For you listeners at home, start the band because you want to hang with your, 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 your friends, right? Sometimes I agree. That's the, the best band, probably the best band to have fun and be comfortable. Yeah. There's other times like I don't have the money to, mm-hmm. but I would love like to one day mm-hmm. put together just a slamming yeah. hired gun band. Yeah, yeah. Good move. Good move. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, good. Yeah, just good. say like you are the best session player on drums. You're the best yeah. session player, and put together just a wrecking crew. Oh yeah, of good incredible musician. I like that. I like that. And then that would just be like that. Like I said, I want to have one record, or that would be my pristine right California style Steely Dan record. Yeah, like that's and yeah. You, need, you I, I'm not making that record with oh my, my friends. Oh my god, how are your to do lists back home? Are your to do lists mad? Yeah, they're pretty. They're I pretty crazy. I would love to get a glimpse at one of your to do lists. 
Yeah, that would have been a treat. I should have asked you for one of those. That would have been really fun to list? hack through because mine are concerning as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It gets it, and there's stuff that you even forget that you were doing. Like there's stuff that I forgot we were even like I forgot about the Gundarvan Whooper. Yeah, sure, the Gundarvan Whooper. You, you, so you there's can't stuff that even that. we're both working on. Oh, I that know. We've forgotten. Yeah. Which could like it's low when, on the on the on the to do yeah. list, but it's there. When it get when it when it's it finally there. rolls, it'll roll, right? That's so, right. That's right. Good attitude. Right, moving on. Oh wait, before you do oh. though, we're gonna play just a, a oh a snippet, a ten second snippet of an old tune, just because we don't want to shock our kids at home. Okay, yeah. listeners, get ready. This is old with the tune. Uh, let's say a really sneak preview of the new record. Whoa! This song is a snippet of Temple. Temple here comes now. Old. You approach in silence. A sign of grim respect. Understanding that the will of God considers that the common That was pretty knowing, shocking. Knowing when does that record come out? The old July first, Canada Day. Whoa, yeah. Four different vinyl editions. Oh my god. One with a diehard edition that's going to have crazy throw-ins. It could be a patch. It could be. We don't know what oh, it's wow. going to look like yet. Wow. But he does the splattered vinyl, which the colors match. That he's a big, big release guy. If you guys are fans of heavy hard rock, check out STB Records. He puts cool. some great stuff. Very cool, Corey. Knowing you're a fan of Canadiana, especially Lost Canadian. Like, Speaking of patches. The what do Winnipeg we got here? Jets. The Winnipeg Jets, man. Timu Solani. Timu. Dale Howardchuk. Dale Howardchuk. Randy Carlisle. Thank you. When I stopped watching hockey, <laughs> thank you for that. That's a blast from the past. It's really beautiful. I You're the best. You one Hank Snow stamp. The Canadian, uh, what do they call him? He's like a Canadian country guy. Yeah. He's like the Canadian Hank Williams yeah. of, of yeah. sorts. That's a real stamp. This is so great. For you future guests on Industry Tactics, this is setting the bar. Don't come empty-handed. Oh, yeah. This is Pay for your fucking music. Pay for your fucking music. And we're not even halfway done the bag of tricks. I'm going to speed them up. This is Monstrosity. It's a Canadian release collection of original monster and science fiction stuff. Matt Daly and I have a story in here as well called The Surrealtor. There's some great artists in there. Oh, man. Thank you. 
Um, Canadiana. The apprentice, yeah, the apprenticeship of one Duddy Kravitz. Good book. Fantastic book. You know, I've never touched his stuff oh. yet, but this will be the one. That'll be the one you. Is, it, is this one of your favorites or what? Uh, it's one of my favorites of Richler, yeah. Thank or you, Richler. Thank you, Richler. Yeah, Richler, Richler. Uh, knowing you're a fan of puppetry. Look at this. And Mr. Neil Punch. Gaiman Neil is Gaiman. great. So this is a weird. And Dave McKeon is fantastic artist. This yeah, is a yeah. weird. Um, Graphic novel in the style beauty. of like Punch and Judy. Oh my God, you're too giving. You're too Knowing giving. Knowing you like weirdos and strange stories of history, <sighs> Devin Hench found me a bunch of stuff rubbed out of a library and given wow. away. This wow. is a strange book called Kooks, and it's about different kooks of history or different strange beliefs. Yeah, yeah. And it's a good... Scratched out of the That's library. So this comes from Shelburne. Hey, look at that absolutely. cover. Coops. Guide to the Outer Limits of Human Belief. Whoa. By Don Rossi. Donna Cossi. <laughs> or Don Rossi. And last but not least. Okay, okay. Ontario's own. Oh my God. The Ontario District Barbershoppers 25th Anniversary. Look at these. What is look at this? these guys. And look at these. It's barbershop Whoa. quartets and big choral groups. All acapella. Fantastic! I I found a stack of barbershop records oh that ended god. up costing me about a penny each. Oh my god! And, and I've on got that nothing note, but great listens out of them. So. On that note, just before we uh, just before we take off and, and listen to uh, you can choose choose either the let's first get song there. on side A or this. Let's not make it complicated. Yeah. First song on side A would be the Capital City Chorus. Okay. Oh no, that's those are the pictures. I don't know. What does it say on it? Side one, side one. This is gonna be Oklahoma. Let's just take a little there. snippet yeah, here. Corey, you're you're too you're too kind. You know I love you. Thank you for sharing your, your time. You are uh, and we're gonna I'd love one day to dip into that to do list and just study how you get it done. This is Brand the, New State Look at that front cover. Now that's good songwriting. Changing both potatoes and tomatoes to the wrong word. You approve of that, eh? Absolutely. Very nice. Very nice. Um, thanks for coming into my home. You here. are quite welcome. Thanks for having me. Love you. And uh, do me a favor. Let's let's end it now on on this track from Pant City from your new release coming out. When does that come out? I don't know. It would probably be somewhere in March. Somewhere in March of this year. Yeah. All right. L listen for it, and maybe maybe this comes out around that time too. Good. This podcast. So we're gonna, we're gonna do a little There's bit a of cross promotional <laughs> tactic to end it. So this is just probably going to be freshly out. Yeah. The new Pant City release called? Verily I Did Gaze Upon the Tiger is the name of the record. Wow. The song is You Stopped Lolin' Me. Love you, Corey. Take care. a pleasure having you quit looking at your pocket watch hey lose the 
reminds me, did you lose your phone? I've been dealing with these blues alone. Can't believe you used to talk a lot. Now you're a thumb dumb sucker with a crap apparatus, a cold heart plumbing for the perfect status. This slow number used to climb your lattice and sit by your window with poetry. But you don't like my likes anymore and you stop fooling me. my chat with Corey McCallum. Corey, thank you so much for making the time and for bringing by all those very thoughtful gifts. You really set the bar with that one. And it's a pleasure to be collaborating with Corey at the top of every month on my Facebook Live page. Check it out. We're doing a show called Rich and Famous. It's been very bonkers and uh, and great fun. So thank you, Corey, for uh, for being a part of that and making that happen. Uh, let us know what you think of the, of the podcast at Industry Tactics on Twitter, and we'll see you again soon. Goodbye.